John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Theme tune time. Let's go, John. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. I told you there's no way I'm singing. Come on. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. Yeah. John and Sam in Japan. Never gonna happen. And put your clothes back on, it's just weird. Ah, never! John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Welcome to the show. Here's John. And here's Sam. And this is John and Sam in Japan. The international comedy podcast. Yeah, episode nine. Eight. Eight. God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> uh, I'm wishing it was over already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's been a good good week here in Japan. Nice weather. Yep. Well, we had our first barbecue, didn't we? Uh, second, actually. Oh, yeah, <laughs> We're both having trouble counting. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, well, we had our first beach barbecue. Yeah, that's true. It was the first beach barbecue. It was good. I heard after I left, uh, there was a little bit of controversy. I left early because I'm well under the thumb. <laughs> <laughs> what was the uh, controversy that happened? Well, after the beach we all went to something well a place called the Okinawan bar where they have live music and I don't know there's probably about 15 of us and everybody ordered lo- loads of stuff and then when it came time to pay the bill certain people had disappeared early and you know oh the, the classic eat and run <laughs> eat and run so that made certain people angry with other people uh, and then later, <laughs> later on some of them decided to go to karaoke and this is how safe Japan is one of our friends who shall remain nameless, he was that drunk. His name r- <laughs> rhymes with Bean. Mr. Bean, yes. He, uh, they ended up in karaoke with some completely random strangers who they'd never met before. And he didn't have any money. So at the end of the night, he gave them his wallet and then went off to a convenience store to get some cash. Why did he give him the wallet? Because he was trying to prove to them that he wasn't going to run away. <laughs> <laughs> and then, drunken man logic and then wakes up in the morning with no wallet <laughs> really yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but luckily because it is Japan the people must have left the karaoke and thought what should we do with this wallet and so they've handed it into the police oh right so you got it back yeah the police called him the day after how much money was in it I don't know he didn't say it can't be that much because he didn't oh, I didn't have enough money yeah. to pay for the bill so just his credit cards and stuff and, <laughs> right pictures yeah. of his kids pictures of his kids yeah <laughs> Well, <laughs> all's well that ends well. Yeah. I remember I got my wallet stolen uh, in a theatre in Japan, cinema. Uh, I, was with, I was with Mr. Bean, actually. <laughs> and we were watching, uh, what was the film called with the Spartans? 300. Right. And sat behind us with some uh, high school kids. And at one point I must have gone to the toilet. And then I'd left my, because uh, I take my shoes off in the cinema. <laughs> make yourself comfortable yeah and I'd put my uh, it was like the late 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 showing and I'd left my wallet in my shoe and then when it was time to go my wallet had gone and the school kids had disappeared uh, uh, and there was only about 3,000 yen in it which is about what 15 quid 3,000 yen and a 10 year old unused condom <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, but they uh, no they took the condom <laughs> and they took the money but they uh, they were very kind and they threw the wallet in a bush just outside the cinema. So the police found it and I got it back. All oh, right. So did you get all your cards and everything back? Cards and everything back, just the minus the 3,000 oh, yen. So we have one ex- example of there of Japan being a very safe country and the other pilfering high school students. Yeah, but I mean, all your cards are in your port and stuff. Yeah, like. yeah. Send me a trip to the city office. <laughs> yeah, that is definitely not somewhere you want to be yeah. going. Immigration. 
All right. Well, so. got a packed episode this time around again. Yep. Uh, we're looking at uh, some stand-up comedy from Pete Siddell, uh, Culture Corner with Harry Metcalf, and some musical comedy from the Van Vuren Brothers. Nice. Uh, yeah, so it's going to be a really good show. But first, this. This is JNSNJ News. All right, and now it's time for the news section of the show where me and Sam kind of go over some of the more obscure stories that the mainstream media might have missed. So, Yeah, well, actually, I've got um, a couple of recaps from previous episodes. Oh, nice. Don't you hate it when you read about a news story and you never find out the conclusion? Is This, this is not going to be you talking about mice again just so you can cram it. That's the end of the tale. <laughs> <laughs> is it? <laughs> I would never use a joke <laughs> more than three times. More than three or four times. <laughs> no, the, um, the unfortunately there are no mice-related uh, <laughs> stories this time round. Um, I'll have to think of a new punchline. But the first follow-up I've got here was about the there was a man in Britain and he had been suspected of swallowing a stash of drugs, but. He was in custody, but he was refusing to do a number two. Oh, yeah, I remember this. Yeah. So there's a there's an outcome. Something's happened. So let me <laughs> tell you about it. <laughs> what kind of outcome? <laughs> there's been some movement in the case. <laughs> uh, it said here, Mr. Chambers was arrested in Essex on January 17th, charged with two counts of possessing Class A drugs. The 24-year-old refused to take laxatives or to be x-rayed during his time in custody. But he continued to eat and drink. Yeah, that wasn't yes. a fact that was uh, <laughs> in the uh, story last time around. As we, as we said before, the Essex police tweeted daily updates of what they described as poo watch. But recently, uh, officers decided to release Mr. Chambers from custody following medical and legal advice. And the Crown Prosecution Service dropped the charge. Nice. So he got away with it. He got away with it. Um, if it hadn't have been for those pesky skids. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there is a little twist in the case, though. Right. Although Mr. Chambers was re-arrested on a separate charge of being concerned in the supply of a Class A drug. Uh, so he was released on bail and then taken by police to, hosp to hospital for medical treatment. So they got him in the end. Yeah, yep. Crime doesn't pay. No, the police always get their man. Yeah. <laughs> So the other follow-up we had was on the case we did just last episode. Which was? Which was about the parents who... Oh, the, the loser who just wouldn't get out of his parents' house. That's right. And the news here is that justice has been served again. Good. Parents win suit to kick 30-year-old deadbeat son out of their house. Nice. Not my words, the words of the New York Post. It says the upstate couple got so fed up with their unemployed 30-year-old son's refusal to leave the nest that they finally sued to a victim, and they've won. Nice. So that's the end of that fail. <laughs> <laughs> Did he take all his weapons out of the house? <laughs> I'm not sure about the weapons, but it says here, Michael, uh, the son, Mr. Rotondo, uh, was furious. He said, it's really unfair to me and really outrageous. Uh, he described himself as a businessman. Then he said, I really don't want to stay there anyway. Um, I've been <laughs> trying to leave there for a long time. They stopped feeding me and they cut me off the family phone plan. Oh. I just would have to say that I think this year at Christmas is going to be slightly awkward. Yeah. This is JNSNJ News. Uh, what have you got for me? Well, 
this one is uh, from tokyoreporter.com. If you don't follow him on Twitter, uh, do. It's great. He always comes up with the weirdest stories about Japan. And this one is, uh, last week, Tokyo police announced the bust of a so-called delivery health alcohol business uh, in the area of Taito Ward. And it's uh, Granny Hookers, Tokyo's boom in Granny Hookers. Seemingly, uh, 70-year-old Yumiko Ono, the manager of DIA Tsukutsuku, allegedly dispatched a prostitute, 69 years old, to a ward to provide full sex, which is in violation of the prostitution law. Yeah, that's definitely naughty. Now it says that the, uh, the she's got 13 female staff whose age range between 37 and 72. And it seems that the demand for elderly prostitutes is on the rise. Oh, really? Yes. It says sometimes people are waiting for up to three days. People, men, I guess. <laughs> sad, pathetic men are waiting three days. Up to three days to have full sex with a senior. Really? Yep. They're called granny hookers and they're favoured by men in their 30s and 40s. <laughs> To your demographic, <laughs> uh, whose motive is in deriving pleasure in sex with a well-worn body. Really? Mm, yeah. The fact that she's perceived as gentle is another plus. Some strange men. Maybe guess, that's what my wife sees much, in me. List the price as uh, how much you think for 60 minutes to have an unforgettable encounter with a mature, attractive lady. For... S- this is where your prostitute knowledge comes in. <laughs> yeah, fortunately, I have none. <laughs> How much would you be willing to pay to have sex with an old lady, Sam, um, for well, 60 minutes? I is that because no you might really want to do it? <laughs> Kid in a sweet shop. What? Let's see. Um, based on the price of an English lesson in this country, <laughs> I would have to say 10,000 yen. Yes, ping pong. Is it? Yeah, 10,000 10, yen. 10,000 yen is what, $100? Uh, yeah. So it says, however, there are limits. According to Higashide, the bones of such prostitutes are very brittle, resulting in a limited, on the resulting in a limit on the number of possible sexual positions, and they can only handle three customers a day. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So that uh, seems fairly good going to me. Yeah. He says uh, they, uh, it's to satisfy a perceived fetish, they will often arrive dressed in a kimono. Oh, wow. So that's uh, kind of the geisha thing going the on. The price can be as high as 50,000 yen an hour. $500. Uh, yeah, but customers are rushing in due to the warm atmosphere of these women. And I've said all along, it's personality that counts. <laughs> yeah. Well, the uh, the article says it, uh, that a woman in her 70s who has sex three times a day will look far more youthful than her actual age. Oh, really? Mm. It's a double, well, double-edged sword, I guess. Right. You know? Lots of sex, they look younger, but then nobody wants to do them because they want the old ones. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, well, it doesn't. the story doesn't say if any of them have died because uh, if one of them died, we could say, and that's the end of that frail. <laughs> <laughs> you stealing my joke? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was J&S in J News. Welcome one and all to Culture Corner It's the corner You can learn a lot about different cultures But not corners Learn while having fun in Culture Corner It's the corner Words, phrases, metaphors You'll soon know the score Find out what they mean 
with a culture on a team. Hi, and welcome to Culture Corner. My name is Harry, and I'm from Australia. Today, I'm going to be telling you about the phrase to die in the arse. To die in the arse is a very well-known phrase that is used throughout Australia. Having checked Urban Dictionary, I've come across two definitions. Number one, when a thing has stopped functioning. For example, Jim, can I borrow your phone for a second? Yeah. Oh, oh no, nah, sorry, it's died in the ass. Definition two. When a person has run out of energy, especially after a period of sustained effort. For example, tried to do a lap of the footy ground, but died in the ass after 50 meters. To die in the ass can also be used in present participle form. For example, have any of you blokes got a monster energy drink? I'm really dying in the ass right now. The source of the phrase is unknown, but some suggest it came about as a common response to the painful and energy sapping sensation that comes with a severe case of anal fissures. Another possible explanation stems from the fact that the nerve endings in the anus are medically the last to stop functioning once a person's heart has stopped beating. Therefore, to die in the ass is literally to expire completely. Well, that's all you need to know about dying in the ass right now. I hope you can use this phrase often and hopefully it enriches your life. Thank you for listening to Culture Corner. My name is Harry. That's all for now. I'll see you next time. Until then, goodbye. Bye-bye. Okay, now it's time for uh, this episode's featured stand-up, and it's uh, a friend of ours called Peter Siddell. He's from the UK. He's a very funny, very odd man, and uh, unfortunately, recently he uh, he managed to break his leg in two places and dislocate his ankle. So if you're yeah, listening nasty. to this, if you're listening to this, Pete, we hope you feel better and uh, you're back on stage uh, breaking a leg soon, doing some sit-down comedy. <laughs> <laughs> so please enjoy Peter Siddell. Another question I sometimes get is, how do you like Japan? And really the meaning is, please tell me what I want to hear. So, so for Japanese people, how do you like Japan gets, well, it's great. 
The streets are safe, transportation is good, everything is very clean. But when I'm traveling, that never really satisfies the foreign people. So, so these days, they get Super Japan. It goes something like this. You live in Japan. Now, that's really cool. How is it? Oh, you want to know about Japan? Ah, oh, Japan's amazing. Every morning, I get woken up by my personal robot. A geisha brings me sushi for breakfast, and while I'm eating it, she reads me poetry about the seasons. <laughs> Japan has four. <laughs> I walk to the station past a temple made of chopsticks. I take a bullet train to the top of Mount Fuji. I spend the morning at work, building company spirit, and lying about radiation. <laughs> Lunch is horse meat stuffed with whale meat. Then in the afternoon, I practice judo with a ninja who sweats green tea and smells of cherry blossoms. I do 17 hours overtime, then I teleport to a karaoke shop. I buy a maid from a vending machine. Together, we sing songs about Pikachu and historical revisionism. <laughs> I put her in a capsule hotel made of harmonious manga, then I walk home with an escort of samurai to protect me from Godzilla. When I get home, I watch an anime about a schoolgirl who sexually assaults a sumo wrestler with a washlet. He feels violated, but he's never been cleaner. But having watched that, I'm so overcome with shame that I commit harakiri with a rice cooker. But Japanese Buddhism is very efficient, so I'm instantly reincarnated as a teenage mutant ninja turtle. And the streets are very safe. Everything is, everything is clean. Transportation is perfect. You should visit. Enjoy your headliner. Thank you so very much. Have a good night. Pete Siddell there, great stuff. If you want to find out more about Pete, you can uh, go to standuptokyo.com and find out shows where he performs regularly. Now, time for a word from our sponsor. My name is Stephen Kamome, and I was a Marine. Here at Kamome Dojo in Shinagawa, we will teach you how to fight. Whether you're getting bullied at work or molested on the train. We can give you the confidence to rip your tormentors still beating heart right out of their chest. In Japanese society, we're told that aggression is bad. Yeah, tell that to the punk who robbed your umbrella or the scum who stole your bike. Sometimes you have to say enough is enough. At Kamome Dojo, We'll show you how to open up a can of whoop-ass. Not just on the world, but the whole universe. Yo, Johnny McBee and Samuel T. Two Prince took a shit over a cup of tea. Probably a spot of milk and a crumpet, please. With someone else cooking in the kitchen. Could someone answer the burning question? Okay, and now it's time for this week's burning question. 
Uh, yeah, it was the uh, inappropriately worded burning question. We made it a bit better, but I don't know if we did a good job. What is the question? Well, I don't know how we've rephrased it, but it was, have you ever shown <laughs> something inappropriate to kids or have you ever seen anything inappropriate when you're a kid? I think I reworded it to, what did you watch as a child that you shouldn't have watched? Oh, okay. Or what has a... Yeah. What have you shown... Yes, it's that word showed, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, I think we all understand. Yeah. So we had we had a email in from Ollie from England. He said, when I was teaching in England, I showed four year 11 lads. Uh, year 11 would be about 16, 15, 16 years old. I showed four year 11 lads a website that had a picture of my Tottenham tattoo on. Uh, as we scrolled down to look at other tattoos, there was suddenly a picture of a naked lady sat down, legs spread open. And she was holding a Millwall scarf. <laughs> he says, I'd basically shown the school kids porn. I went to the deputy head and told her all about it. Luckily, she said that the website had passed the school's filters, so he was in the clear. Oh, nice. Um, the lads were good lads and took the piss, but it went no further. Oh, good. So, they didn't, they didn't put him up for a Teacher of the Year award. <laughs> no, I think they probably would have. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly his class became very popular. Unless she was, well, she was a Millwall fan. She was probably a right munter. <laughs> <laughs> John's opinions of John, not mine. <laughs> uh, anyone uh, get in touch with you? Uh, yeah, a guy called Daniel, also from the UK, and he said he once walked in on his dad having, well, his his very younger. Uh, attractive stepmother was handcuffed to the bed. No way. From school. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, he just walked in and. Was his dad there too? His dad was kind of stood there. Oh, good. Dad, so. Better than leaving her attached to the <laughs> yeah. bed and leaving, going off Say for the day. Mum, I mean, sex sleeve. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty awful. Isn't I it? wonder how many weeks it took them to be able to make eye contact again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how about for you then? So, when I. This is a sort of. Uh, I think probably a lot of people have had a similar experience to this. When I was quite young, I can't remember, maybe eight years old, the movie Child's Play was released. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was hanging out with a group of kids who were a little bit older, and it was Halloween or something, and we went around to this girl's house, like a big group of us to watch it. I was the youngest one there, and I sat through it all, but I literally had nightmares for about a month. Yeah. And I used to have teddies on the end of my bed, like a <laughs> five or six teddies. I had to have them removed. I had to have them put downstairs in a special box because I thought that they would kind of come alive and eat my face. I think my granddad showed me uh, Michael Jackson's thriller when I was about four or five, and that really freaked me yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, that's a scary... Yeah. <laughs> for a music video as well. Yeah, he's the one who also, he told me, one of the reasons I don't really like onions, I got like a psychosomatic effect, is uh, he used to tell me that they were human skin because he hated <laughs> onions. And so <laughs> as a kid, whenever I was eating onions, it just used to have like a gag reflex and feel sick. <laughs> He's dead well done, done grandfather. <laughs> yeah. at, least he, at least he didn't ruin something like hamburgers or <laughs> <Yeah>. chocolate. <laughs> it's just onions. What about you? Uh, well, the reason I, I dread asked that question, to ask. Well, no, the reason I asked that question is the other week I took uh, my daughter to watch the new Avengers Infinity film, and um, she loves the Avengers, but she's only four and a half, and so we watched it in 3D IMAX, which I think within the first sort of three minutes, somebody gets choked to death, and <laughs> just she was crying. And I was thinking, ah, oh, I've just spent, you know, <laughs> what was it about four thousand six hundred yen to come and watch twenty this. quid, thirty yeah, quid, well, thirty quid. Uh, so I was like, oh, it's all right. He's just pretending. Um, but yeah, there's bits in that film which I think she found quite harrowing. But So she know. sat through it all? 
Yeah, she, she, she didn't leave. No, I wouldn't let her. <laughs> I, I had the aisle seat. <laughs> <laughs> pinning her down <laughs> just handcuffed to the chair like that that, that guy's stepmom <laughs> yeah i once took my cousin he was he's a lot younger than me i once took him to watch mortal kombat the movie and luckily he fell asleep before it kind of got too horrific yeah I can, i've not seen that yeah. but i can imagine it was There's people with like skeleton faces that are on fire that i think he would have been quite frightened by <laughs> uh, when I was a kid uh, I suppose because I've got two younger brothers and two younger sisters I remember once renting um, going to the video shop and renting out a 80s film called Toy Soldiers with I think it's got Sean Astin in it it's about a group of rich kids at a boarding school who some terrorists come and take over the school or something pure 80s action film and I remember we, me and my brothers and sister watched it and then kind of went to bed and my mum must have watched it and there's one scene in it where because it's a group of boys at a boys school they I can't remember I think they phone up a prostitute or they phone up like a sex line and they're all kind of in this basement having a laugh at this woman graphically talking about doing something to herself and so I'd gone to bed and then next moment my mum's come flying into our bedroom you know waving this VHS at me <laughs> threatening to kill me for letting my brothers and sisters listen to utter filth but it's only a 15. It's not even an 18. I mean, they were only like seven and nine, so it's so inappropriate. You were definitely in the yeah. wrong. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, apart from that, I don't know. So John's just uh, proved himself to be a wonderful father and <laughs> older brother. Yes. <laughs> I blame and, it on my granddad. Yeah, yeah, it runs in the family. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out for those onions. <laughs> and that's this week's Burning oh, Question. Now it's time for some musical comedy. Uh, this episode, we have a song from the Van Vuren brothers, two brothers from Australia. This song's title is Australia's Deadliest Animals, and it makes reference to the AR-15, which is an assault rifle. <laughs> it's really funny. Have a listen. In Australia, we've got deadly animals aplenty. We've got funnel web spiders who'll murder you and your family. Under every second rock is a red-backed spider and they'll kill you just because, I don't know, they're bored or whatever. We've got invisible brown snakes who'll bite you on the foot and you'll be dead in seven minutes. Just like that, kaput. We've got the world's deadliest creatures all over the place. We've got magpies who'll steal the eyeballs from your face. But at least we don't have AR-15s. We've got great white sharks who'll ascend from the deep and rip you in half with their razor-sharp teeth. We've got saltwater crocs who'll death roll you to death and sea snakes who'll gladly snatch your last breath. We've got a blue ring octopus no bigger than this that just sits around in rock pools waiting to kill kids and even the platypus, the cute beaver duck thing, has got a spur on its ankle that'll kill you in one sting. But at least we don't have AR-15s. They can't end up in the hands of psychopathic teens. We've got stonefish and stingrays and sea urchins and shit and hectic fucking homicidal box jellyfish. And these jellyfish, they aren't even sentient beings. They don't even really do stuff or know about things. They just float around on the whim of the currents, being pointless, non-cognitive, murderous cunts. And if that weren't enough in terms of natural hazards, here in Australia, the sun causes cancer. But at least we don't have AR-15s. 
they can't end up in the hands of suicidal teens And at least we don't have an NRA who pay millions of dollars every day Fine off politicians not to change old laws We've got bull sharks, cone shells, salt water, crocodiles, honeybees, European wasps and blue ring doctor pies Death adders, blue bottles, red back spiders Tiger sharks, tiger snakes and lizards, that'll bite ya We got sea snakes, taipans, cassowaries, copperheads All the creatures of the land and sky and sea that want you dead Toadfish, stonefish, irukandji jellyfish Bull ants, centipedes and ticks that cause paralysis Fuck we don't have AR-15s And thank fuck they can't end up in the hands of psychopathic suicidal teens And thank fuck we don't have an NRA who paid millions of dollars every day Buying off Politicians not to change some law A law that was written 200 years ago In a time when it took three minutes to reload A single round of ammunition We knew nothing about depression And you couldn't fire 45 rounds in 60 seconds And there wasn't even such a thing as automatic weapons 31 mass shootings monthly But what would I know Cause I'm from another country The Van Vuren Brothers there, great stuff If you want to find out more about their work You can go to their website VanVurenBrothers.com That just leaves me to say thanks to everyone who's been in today's show. That's Pete Siddell for his stand-up comedy. Thanks to Harry Metcalf in Culture Corner. You can find out more about Harry's stuff at his website, harrymetcalf.net. And once again, thanks to the Van Vuren brothers. Uh, You can find links to all of their stuff at our website, johnandsaminjapan.com. Right, fantastic. I am starting to worry now about some of the things that we've discussed, which involve just being horrible and showing pornography to kids <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that Not was your idea audio <laughs> pornographic audio to small children uh, yeah another great episode so uh, yeah if anybody wants to get in touch with us with regards to the burning question news stories or if you want us to feature your stand up please go to johnandsaminjapan.com or get in contact with us on Facebook or Twitter I think we're going to ask next episode's burning question now. Yeah, so what's it going to be? Uh, what's Can the, you think about it before you say it? Yeah. <laughs> what's the what's the strangest or weirdest thing you've ever seen on public transport? That's yeah, nice I've got a thing. feeling there's going to be some good responses for this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and give us five stars on iTunes. Tell all your friends. Yeah. yeah subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably all from us. Catch, Catch you later. Don't in Japan. International Comic Podcast.